listen to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. They're wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside my sound extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we've stepped back into the studio for episode 412. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, what's going on? Yes, sir. So what you getting into this weekend? Uh, this weekend, I got to see that Netflix movie, The Killer, starring Michael Fassbender. Oh, okay, okay. And um, I also watched a bunch of, like, Forge and Fire episodes. That's pretty much it. I was just kind of chilling. Forge and Fire is my shit. Hey, man, he makes some dope-ass weapons on that shit. Right, that is the ultimate marriage of production and entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> It's like they're making some real shit. Yeah. It's also just for entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> they're making some pretty dope-ass weapons, love man. love that shit. Um, I, lo- I love when they, like, um, I love when they rise to the to the challenge. Because yeah. a lot of times it's like, I'm sure they've never even laid eyes on weapons. on half, Like, I, half the time they can't even pronounce some of the parts that go into the yeah. weapons. <laughs> but they're like, hey, we go see how it works. You know, I got to say, I love the forged and fire uh, challenges better than, like, chopped. You know how, yeah. like, chopped, they'd be like, here's a secret ingredient. And it's like a whole ass, like... <laughs> Like a, a, a fried onion with casserole in it. And it's like, that's an ingredient. It's like, is that an ingredient, nigga? <laughs> is it, though? <laughs> is no, it, though? In the Forged and Fire, they'd be like, yo, you got to make this without flux. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, okay, that's a or skill issue. <laughs> you got to you gotta harvest your steel from this tank. Yes, I love that. Oh, I love when they have to take the steel, like, from some other thing and recycle it into the weapon. Yeah. That's one of my favorite challenges. They did, like, a Christmas one where you had to, like, um... They they had to like uh, uh cut apart a little tricycle in order to harvest some steel in nice. that one. I think the best one I saw was when they had to um reclaim a rusty piece. Yeah. Like they just had a like a bunch of rusty chain links, like big ass boat chain links. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Big ass rusty ones, and they were like, "You got to reclaim your steel out of this." And I'm like, "Oh, that that's gonna be tough because you gotta yeah. you have to take that take off. You have to clean it yep. and get it prepared. And yep. yeah, that shit is dope. I love they did a, they did um. In the tank challenge, there's this one dude that that fucked up because he didn't clean his steel, ah, which is yeah. really funny because everybody was like, they made it a point to go ho- go over how all the other contestants were cleaning theirs, and even the judges were like, yeah, the problem with with steel like that is if you don't clean it, it's gonna be a problem to weld later yes. on. That nigga did not make it out of that round, bro. See, and see, when I be watching Chop, they be like, oh, you didn't salt your water, your pasta's whack, and I'm like, nigga. Oh, man i think that's a preference thing <laughs> but when they be talking about that shit in forge and fire it's like no nigga i think you need to clean that steel yeah. because it's not gonna bond properly yeah. later <laughs> like he literally spent like half his time trying to like fix that problem Oof, that's not that killer. shit would not stick and he tried to get it to stick again and then it was just wearing down his steel and by the time he had by the time it was time to like show their weapons it was it was still they were doing the sandmy method yeah oh yeah and yeah. One of the pieces was wasn't even like welded together, bro. yeah. Not welded, but wasn't even fused together properly. You know what? You know what I love about Forge and Fire is like when people fail, it's an experience issue, yeah, not a skill definitely. issue. All of the blacksmiths in that show are skilled at what they do. 
some of them are less experienced, and mm-hmm. that's really what the show is testing. And I like that. That's so. I think that's fun to watch competitions around. Yeah. But when you see people just fucking up, it's like, what are you doing here, bro? <laughs> what are you doing here? Yeah, but it, it's like one big problem-solving experiment. You know what I mean? Like, how good mm-hmm. are you at thinking on your feet yeah. and adjusting when what you thought was going to work didn't? I just love metallurgy. I think it's it, it's such a like when I think of like oh that's that's some hard shit right there like yeah melting metal and forming it into the into the shapes that are productive to to whoever is going to use it that's some real shit right there yeah it love is. that it's it's fucking it's it's amazing to see man to just see like hunks of metal get turned into an actual fucking blade and see the process from step one all the way to finish is really cool it's funny because it feels like real nigga asmr it's like <laughs> y'all niggas watch all it is popping bubbles for therapy i watch niggas work steel for therapy my G. the clanging and banging yes i love that shit but yeah that's dope fortune and fire and um what else did you catch the killer on okay. um on netflix okay see because i caught i caught two two uh two movies um both of them on Netflix. Um, one was a dud and one was a meh. But the, the dud was so fucking bad, I can't wait to tear that shit the fuck open because I feel violated by the fact that I wasted two hours watching that shit. So <laughs> I'm, a, I'm definitely turning that bitch into content. But yeah, uh, yeah, Netflix... Netflix was not a hit this weekend, to say the least. Netflix was struggling. But uh, yeah, so what else did you catch? Uh, yeah, the, the killer was... It was a pretty okay movie. I, I didn't really... I found myself towards the end of it being like, yo, what exactly is the point of this movie? You know what I mean? It was like, it's really well really well shot. It's a very beautiful movie and great, lots of fantastic performances, but this either... This is the problem that I have right now. I'm sorry, I want to let you finish, my bad, but I have a super big problem with the fact that there's such high-quality production on such low-quality direction. Like, what is going on here? But that's what I ran into in those movies that I watched. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, it wasn't so really so much the direction in this one. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they nailed whatever direction they were going, yeah, they for. Were going for. But I, either it, it, it was either I just didn't get it or I did. And it was just that simple. Oh, so. it, no, no, that's exactly. Yeah, no, no. That's exactly what I'm getting at. Like, they can nail the direction, but if the director is telling you to go in a place that's not entertaining or doesn't fit the production at large, you know what I mean? Like you, the bet you doing your best job is only helping to tank what's going on. Yeah, but and also the thing with that though is kind of hard to tell. Like, yes. did the director tell you to do this, or was this the script, or whatever, whatever? And you what's know what I mean? For the actors, is that. You are only experiencing your bits. You're not seeing the whole production thing. So you have to trust the director that what they're telling you to do is going to come together in the overall thing and mesh. They have no way of doing that. I know so many actors who are like, I don't even watch my movies. Like, I don't even really know what the movie is about, technically, because I just know my part in it. You know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. I feel like that actually ends up happening a lot in that people are like brought onto these productions you're like listen i trust all these people what i'm reading doesn't really land but if i follow the direction hopefully they'll put it together in a way that's entertaining that don't always happen yeah but that is the job though yes. you know what i mean that's that's not really going to be a surprise to any actor that's literally and it's okay to fail that way it's literally filmmaking yes in, in exactly like there's so, no there's nothing wrong with failing <laughs> while you're doing your job 
it's okay. You know what I mean? Not, yeah, I mean, so in most cases, you just worry about what you can do, exactly. you know what I mean? Which is to nail the performance and then move on, you know what I'm saying? Oh my so, gosh, that is my critique of my show, but go ahead, yeah. But um, the movie was was about a, a very meticulous and uh, very well-organized and put-together uh, 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 assassin mm-hmm. who... Um, in the opening, in the opening, like ten minutes, while he's waiting for a client, he ends up um, accidentally missing his his target and killing the dominatrix that was seducing his target, and he rushes home. And the movie's just about him going back to eventually going back to his his um, house in, in Dominican Republic, finding out that his handlers had sent some uh, contractors after him and his girl. And it's just him going after all those people until he eventually gets to the end of it, and he threatens the 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 original client that puts the entire hit out that started the whole thing. He threatens him, then leaves, and then that's, we that's the end of the movie. Who are we watching? The Killer. Yeah, and and who's are, do we have any actors that we should be? Michael Fassbender. That's Michael Fass- That's it. Uh, Michael Fassbender was in it. Um, He's fun to watch, uh, there, but I don't good... know him as like a dramatic actor. Like I don't know if he can. Carry I mean, this a movie. wasn't a very dramatic role. Like the 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 killer himself was a very subdued character. It wasn't mm-hmm. very um, you know, you know, what I mean, he didn't he didn't have very dramatic scenes in this movie, other than just like fighting people and just being like super stoic. Part of what I I look at like you remember Extraction? Mm-hmm. And who was that? Was that uh, that was Hemsworth? Hemsworth. Right? Yeah, that was Chris Hemsworth. totally just an action movie but the dramatic flair he put to his action actually helped carry the movie because of how thin the plot was you know what i mean like sometimes like a like a denzel washington like you could put him in an action movie and if there is a gap in the dramatic element of the movie he feels that shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just don't know Michael Fassbender to be that kind of actor. Like, he's just. No, fun I, I to think watch. Michael Fassbender could definitely do it. He's been in action movies that that have uh, carried plots? my attention before. Okay. With who? With who? Oh, no, I said with plots. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he was in, he was in the Michael Fassbender is a very accomplished actor. He's been no, a lot I'm, of. And the and really I'm, not, good I'm shit. not shooting him at that. I, I, is he known for his dramatic performance though? Absolutely. That that's what I'm he's won most think. of his awards for. So I don't think I'm putting a face to the actor. Magneto from X Men. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. I'm trying to think of like exemplary standout performances of his. Um, but it's not really, it's not really that. It's not really mm-hmm. the performance that it that's is, that's hitting the, the 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 movie. I think it's just, I I don't know. It it was just the movie is just really really straightforward, and there was <laughs> like no real depth to it beyond that, mm. and it's just like. I don't, it was just like pretty much like like I said in the third act I was just like why am I here okay so you're an assassin you fucked up and your handlers decided to go after you and your girl okay and you're mad about that so you go after your handlers and that's the thing that I don't and understand. then you eventually get to the end and it solves the whole thing but it's just like it sort of defies like typical writing process because mm. there's no real like there was no real like threat or anything like that throughout the movie right I mean mm. I suppose. Yeah, no, no, because they weren't even really there like coming no after him or anything that. Like if, that. if you're an assassin and you feel the mission, this is what's going to happen. Pretty much. You know what I mean? So it's like, wh- where's the part where like I'm on your side now because they're that's, doing you that's wrong? That's another thing that I was saying, too, because I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really, 
I, I don't really identify with the main character at all in any way. Yeah, like, like, fight for your life. Don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you to just lay down. But I'm not going to be here just, like, invested you into me? your survival. Yeah. I'm not really, like, rooting for the main character in any way, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. In, in that sense, like, in that sense, the movie was boring. It failed mm. on, in that aspect. But the action is really good. The fighting was good. The, it looked fucking beautiful. It, it was um, it was a lot of um, globe hopping to a lot of really... Mm really really nice sets from paris to dr to miami to other places that i can't fucking remember you gotta but. love beautiful set pieces i mean you know what i mean they if a movie good. is here for entertainment then beautiful set pieces do matter you yeah. know what i mean like i, I dig it but yeah overall uh, i don't know I don't, I don't i don't really think that's like the go see movie right now that shit was 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 pretty meh i mean the fights were cool though he, he fucked some shit up all right that sounds like a good that sounds like a good like filler. Like, all right, I don't got nothing else to do. We chilling. We just want to throw something on real quick. All right, this is. This won't violate me when I when I'm done watching it. I won't feel like I wasted my time. Did you feel like you wasted your time? Uh kind of, oh. kind of. I mean, not enough entertainment per. It was per minute. enjoyable and the acting was good, but it was just. I just. It was just like. What's the point? Like, ultimately, I felt like, I, I guess it's just because I watch so many stories that one that is just so... One note. Play, exactly, so played in one note that I just felt left wanting more. That's really mm. what it was. Like, if there was some sort of, like, big twist or, like... The thing is, um, they went after his his girl. She was in the ICU, and they live in the Dominican Republic, and he immediately fucked off to the United States. Whoa. And took care of the problems that were going after her. So, like, there was no... Um, so she was separated from the danger. Yes, exactly. So there was, was no, no threat there yeah. on, on her her end. And with him, he was just fucking everybody up. You know what I mean? I mean, he had some pretty dramatic fights that they were going back and forth a little bit. But for the most part, he stayed on the um, uh, 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 on the front foot the whole time. So I don't know. Maybe maybe there was, like... Not enough struggle. There was a... a there was a voiceover to it, and maybe the voiceover was, like, supposed to be, which is, like, his inner monologue is supposed to be mm. contrary to what we're seeing on the screen. Because that's really how um, the opening scene, the, the opening scene is him waiting for the, the target to show up, and he's essentially staking out this hotel room for about a week. And he's, the voiceover is going over, um, basically his rules and uh, uh, all his tenets for being an assassin or whatever, whatever. And it's just him doing really, really, you know what I'm saying? He's working out, he's checking his weapons, he's doing all kinds of, you know what I'm saying? He's staying focused the whole time, and that was essentially the point of the voiceover. And then he immediately fucks up the first time he attempts to assassinate Yeah, someone. you can't really... So you, like, you can't set him up like that. And so, then... so I'm like, maybe there was more of that in the movie that I just happened to miss. Or, and the voiceover was supposed to provide a certain counter to the imagery that I was seeing. So maybe like I'm missing something I feel like probably cut out there. a scene where later on in the movie you find out that, like, he didn't really fuck up. There was something else that he didn't account for. So it was like, it wasn't his fault he fucked up, but they ended up cutting that scene. So you missed the context of like, nah, he is the super assassin. There was an extenuating circumstance that he didn't account for because niggas was trying to fuck him up. Like, it feels like there could have been some development there that 
that could easily end up on the cutting room floor. Yeah, for sure. But that ain't my job, though. Yeah, that, that's your job as <laughs> not a viewer. No, not no, at no, all no, interested at in all. that. I'm only interested in what they put on the screen. <laughs> and the, and the, between the beginning and the ending credits, that's all I care about. So, yeah, I don't know. It just left me very confused and wanting more. I was just like, I feel like it, it, it's like... um. It, I guess it, it's like food without salt. You're just like, yeah, there's food here, yeah. but there's just it's something, something. It's just missing something that would make it so much better. It's true, man. It's like, and, it, and it's not even directly that thing. It's that thing is supposed to enhance something that mm-hmm. was put that was pivotal, and that's what's missing. You know, yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah, that that that's a thing, but you know, um, hey. Not everything is going to hit, boy, because let me tell you, I was whiffing this fucking weekend choosing on Netflix, bro. It was rough because I went with two things that I that two movies that I thought would have definitely delivered. One was um Old Dads with Bill Burr. Mm-hmm. Got Bill Burr, Bokeem Woodbine and um another very famous actor that I feel terrible that I don't remember. But... Yeah, yeah. The the Italian dude. Yes. You know, you know, the home reference. And um, but uh, yeah, that was uh. I would say that one was at least a solid six. Like, it wasn't offensively bad. It's just the storytelling, I think, fell a little bit flat. Because the overarching story element is, like, old grumpy dude is being aggrieved by some people. And instead of, like, watching that mature and, like, you know, him growing and the people growing... It just ended up him not changing at all and learning to just ignore people and just not speak to them. And it's like, okay, that's a that's a story, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it had some really funny uh, comedy beats in between, but the storytelling was a little bit rough, which is to be expected. I mean, Bill Burr is a much better stand-up comedian than he is. Uh, I. I don't know if he produced or directed this, directed this, but he definitely like this was one of his brainchild, his spring children. You know what I mean? Like his uh, his script that he shopped out, and the defeatist. I, I'm not a fan of the defeatist um, storyline, where in the end, no one learns, no one gets better. The main character just stops giving a fuck. <laughs> and it's just like, I mean, I guess, but I don't want to escape to that world. <laughs> like, I don't, like, I, I didn't find the entertainment in that. But um, there were absolutely moments in that movie that had me, like, belly chuckling. You know what I mean? Because it's Bill Burr. Yeah. How could you not? You know, like, and, and Bokeem Woodbine, just, like, really good. Like, and it's another one of those situations, like, this nigga acted the fuck out of that role for no reason. <laughs> Absolutely no reason. Like, acted the shit out of that role. <laughs> I don't know if this was, like, a... You know, like, when you watch, like, movies like The Hangover, nobody was acting the shit out of their role. They looked like they had a, <laughs> a good time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, they, they had good direction, funny writing, and they just won it. And it was good. It worked. It's like, I felt like everybody was trying to act here. And that's a that's not the feeling you want to give off. Like, I don't want to, I don't think you want your audience to feel the production in cinema because that, that uh, kind of violates the uncanny Valley feeling. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know if that makes any sense, but like, yeah, I just kept watching. I kept feeling like I was watching a bunch of people acting (laughs) and that, that is actually what I was doing. 
You know what I mean? Mm. But because of the nature of 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 um cinema entertainment, I don't think that you're supposed to feel that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I feel so, yeah. like um I, I feel like I, I get that feeling a lot whenever it's like a huge slate of comedians mm-hmm. yes. on on the um on the billing. Then I usually feel like ah, oh, this is one of those this is one of those movies where they're just figuring out, figuring out how to put their stand up sets to a plot. Yes, I, I well, I got that from Bill Burr. As I said, Boking Woodbine as an actor, a comedic actor, just acted the shit out of the role for no reason. And yeah, then, I mean, you know he always I mean? just he always brings it, man. Yeah, Boking he always. Woodbine. I, I really enjoy Boking Woodbine. As yeah. a, I've never seen a role where I'm like, you know, that nigga didn't hold up his side of the uh, uh, of the script. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, nah, he, he always brings it for sure. Yeah. And so, um, what was I thinking about? Because you know, the last thing I really, really like saw him, and he was like a, a someone I noticed in the cast was um. Queen and Slim. Do you remember that movie? No, nah, I didn't see that one. But I do remember the 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 one you're talking about. That's the joint with all. That's another one where he slew his role while everyone around him was just following the director. And it's like, I'm pretty sure everyone did what they were told. I'm not saying they did a bad job. I'm saying that the director's job was to tell them to do something else, I think. <laughs> because that shit didn't come together. But Boking Woodbine's role slayed. Fucking... Did it, you know what I mean? Took the assignment and then put his journal sequa on it and fucking ran. And and so yeah, that's that's again how I feel like he did with this movie. You know what I mean? But um yeah, old dads. That one I can at least recommend as filler. You know what I mean? I don't know if you feel like killers could be filler, but definitely I would say that old dads will deliver on a low bar comedy, you know what I mean? Uh, 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 diet. Like if if you're just looking for something to fill some time, decent movie to watch. What I do not fucking re- recommend is leave. Um, name this stupid fucking movie on. <laughs> leave Leave the world behind. Yeah, I think that's 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 the the actual title. It's um executive produced by the Obamas, <laughs> and. Let me tell you the worst fucking movie of 2023, hands down, no questions. I doubt that there's possible to release another movie this year that is as trash as this movie. Cleanly. I wouldn't even recommend it to watch just like as a as a uh, 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 expose into like bad movie design. There is nothing of quality to pull from this movie. That shit is sad, dude. Because they had Julia Roberts, Mahershala Ali, Ethan fucking Hawke. Like, the movies got a cast. And the cast acted the shit out of that movie. And they acted the shit out of terrible dialogue and fucking direction. Oh, it's so bad. Let's start from the beginning, baby, because I'm definitely going to tear this one down from the, from the bottom to the top. Because it's just poorly put together. And I'm spoiling the shit out of it, so. Because I, I, don't, I don't see any value in anyone else watching this movie, so I'm going to tell you what it is, and you can decide if that sounds interesting to you. You know what I mean? Like, Because there's literally no payoff to the fucking movie. Don't go into this movie thinking that there is an intriguing question presented at the end that is sought to its fruition at the end. There's no fucking payoff for this piece of shit movie. 
So we start off with uh, a rich white family enjoying a luxury Airbnb off in the country. Night falls. Mahersha Ali's character enters with his with his daughter, introduces themselves. There's been a blackout. Not only is there a blackout, but communications have been spotty since the blackout hit. Mahersha Ali's character is the owner of the Airbnb. He was he's a a famous symphony um or orchestra member, and that's how he owns this fancy outhouse in the in the um in the not outhouse but a fancy luxury home in in out in the wilderness and the blackout knocked out communications and he just felt more comfortable coming back here than staying in the um city now of course these people have rented it the first thing pops up the first like really shitty weird interaction is that like julia's robert's character is ultra karen just like super racist who are these black people i'm not interested in now mind you these are the homeowners now and mahersha ali's character is a super passive i'm sorry i'm sorry to bother you guys and it's but i'm the homeowner and i just fucking weird bro just fucking weird like if if this is your home it doesn't matter whether they believe you or not. If this is your home and you are coming here and you want to cancel their BNB, you're going to have to take the bad rating and keep it pushing. But to come here and genuflect to these fucking people as if they are somehow in possession of something that is yours and not just renters was just weird and off-putting. What made it more weird and off-putting is that his daughter is with him and his daughter's like, why are you acting like this, dude? This is super <laughs> fucking weird. And I don't know why you're like doing this with these people like this. Like, and then of course, the daughter is super brash, super rude, super abrasive. And then it's just like saying weird shit to him, like, we gotta get them out of here. And I'm just like, why? Why are you behaving this way right now? You know what I mean? Like, the idea that she is so forward with this behavior and her father is complete. Like it just, it didn't met. It was just weird. And then what made it weirder is, is that, okay, the whole thing's going down. Some weird shit is happening. The white family's like, you know what? We're just going to leave, which is the most normal thing that I could have imagined going down. You know what I mean? Like after all of this shit, it's gotten super weird. He's already given you cash to, to to compensate you for your for your stay being interrupted, then they leave. You know what I mean? Which throughout the course of the movie, you 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 come to learn that this is um a coordinated assault on America. Like they're trying to start a coup d'etat in America. And so they start with a three uh the first of their three stage plan where you knock out communications and then you um you do something and in the third stage is like total coup d'etat which is fucking <laughs> you know what kind of fucking blows my mind especially for the fact that this was executive produced by the obamas which makes it extra fucking stupid that they totally missed this is like even if the entire world wanted to turn against america 
you do realize that a significant amount of the world would just not let it happen because they don't want their economies to fail in the in the wake of America. Israel, UK, Germany. Listen, if North Korea, Iran, and all of America's enemies and China and India decided, you know what, we're going to concerted effort try to destabilize America, they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it because the people who rely on America would immediately shut them down. There would be no place. And so what are you going to do in the interim while your economy is collapsed? Oh, just sit there and bask in the, the fall of your enemy? Like, no, the entire idea was fucking stupid. Like, it was just, it was fundamentally, it, it was even more thin than the, um, uh, uh, what was the name of that movie? The one with Gerard Butler where they attacked the White House. Angel is Fallen. Or Angel Olympus is fallen. fallen. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was a fantastical idea, but at least they, like, thought a little bit into the the execution of the plan that was going to precipitate the, the toppling of America. And also, no one is supposed to take that movie seriously. Not at all. And and, and that's another the part that bothered the farce. shit out of me about this movie, that it, it, it presented itself too seriously. They took a bunch, because, like, and then the daughter the entire time, uh, Mahersha Ali's daughter the whole time, like, every time they, they're like, well, what could it be? She's like, well, you remember, there was a there was a terrorist attack on on power plants in Jersey, so maybe that's what's causing it. Maybe it's, it's, it's hackers, and maybe it's this, and maybe it's that. And I'm just like, why is anyone taking her seriously? <laughs> Like, I get it why young people feed into those kind of conspiracy theories. I get it. But the idea that we're in a world where all of those things were just precursors to an actual terrorist attack is fucking ignorant. It's, it's, it's not even... It's so fallacious on the face of it and so propagandistic on the face of it and so fear-mongering on the face of it that it's just... It, it bothers me. Like, it just... It felt weird like they did this whole thing with a sonic attack where they were like you remember what happened in cuba the thing that was proven to be fake it was real it's like oh get out of my face dude get out of my face you can't make people's teeth fall out with a sonic attack dude it's just not a thing this is like there's no physical evidence that that's even possible to do we've tried it and it doesn't fucking work you know what i mean like just the, the kind of shit that they were bringing up was mixed, like, some things that were kind of, like, realistic mixed in with, like, completely and utterly debunked conspiracy theory. It's not like they were kind of trying to make up things that were, like, adjacent to reality for creative purposes. They were using debunked conspiracy theories from reality to try to draw people in. And it's like, don't do that. Americans are fucking stupid. Please stop it. They, this is not fun media. <laughs> this is not fun exploration into the possibilities of what could happen in a situation like this. It's just taking real life shit and trying to 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 make it plausible, which is like, which which is funny that the, all this shit happened during his fucking administration. It's it is also funny that he chose to use real life conspiracy theories that happened during his presidency. I was like, come on, guy. This is pretty fucking bold-faced propaganda. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's just not entertaining propaganda. And so, like, the entire movie is based off of this premise of Mahershala Ali is, you know, 
this this symphony player and 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 somehow he's played for a special client that he likes to hang out with and in their private times they've told him about stuff that be happening and i can't tell you who it is and you know what's funny is um this is the second show in a row that i've watched that is like thinly veiled like supposed to be like adjacent to reality where their secret person that they talk to is Obama. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, are you trying to tell us that you've been over here fucking feeding the entertainment industry bullshit? Is that, is that the underlying theme you're pushing here? Because why are you always the the, C, the confidential informant for these fucking weirdos? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I was working with Obama, and he ain't saying nothing, but he said something. Like, get out of here with this shit, bro. Like... Don't self-insert yourself into stuff like this. Like, it's just, it's disingenuous. And especially as somebody who has been in a position of power, it's like, mm, it just comes off weird to me. But anyway, it wouldn't be so bad if the dialogue wasn't so poorly written. Like, the interactions all feel terrible. Whether it's between Ethan Hawke and, and Julia Roberts, their relationship is written in a complete, like, he's such a... They, they wrote him as such, like, an incapable person. Like, he's over always overstimulated, always overwhelmed, always just, like, on the brink of, like, I don't know if I can handle this. And I'm just like, I can't watch you, bro. That's how my nigga was. That's exactly how it was at The Purge, too, letting random goofy black people bro, into his house. Bro, and oh, my God, that's exactly what he did again. <laughs> And his wife was like, what are you doing? And as Karen-y as she is, I absolutely would not have let them back in. But then, and, 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 and this was the part where I total, where the relationship between them totally broke down for me, was like, so the white people leave um, and try to find their way out of the city only to find out that the roads are blocked. Now, mind you, when they came, when, when Mahershali and his daughter came, they ended up staying the night while the family was still there, and they slept in the the guest room in the basement while they let the family remainder uh, finish out the remainder of their stay in the upstairs where they had been sleeping. Fine. Then they leave. Find out that Mahershala Ali was right that everything is fucking shut down. Come back, and they go back into the same living arrangement. Like, nah, bitch. Why the fuck are you sleeping in your own <laughs> You're basement? You're to sleep in a basement. Yeah, <laughs> like fuck out of here. That's funny. Just a weird, just super submissive shit that Mahershala Ali was doing. And then on top of that, they're all hiding information from each other. Like, the shithead family was on the beach and watched a literal oil tanker run off onto the beach and feels no need to share that information with anyone. And then Mahershali literally watches a plane fall out of the sky 100 feet from him, and he has to evade it and chooses just to never share that information as if... I'm just like, why are you acting like this, people? Why are you acting like this? This is not, like, super, I need to keep this close to the chest information. Because everyone's trying to figure out, well, are all communications down? Well, shit, if planes are falling out the sky and tankers are running abroad and you put that information together, you realize satellite communications down, num num fucking idiots. Like, it's just so frustrating to watch them evade each other. For what? You've already decided to help each other. Why are you gonna just try to why are you gonna decide to help each other and then evade each other? 
It makes no fucking sense. Like, it was just so unnatural, just so weird. And that's the thing is, is that you're watching some very compelling performances all throughout this. And they're only compelling you to say, what the fuck is wrong with these people? I feel like this is how you would really act. What is particularly wrong with you? You know what I mean? Like, and then the ultra Karen, I'm not going to, I just don't fucking have any patience for that shit. Julie Roberts was the ultra Karen, dude. Hella racist. When they came and they introduced themselves in the very beginning of the movie, let me tell you, there was zero red flags in the way that they introduced themselves. But yet every step of the way, she was completely and utterly skeptical of them. And in the end, they were telling the truth the whole fucking time. It's like, it's such utter Karen behavior. It was so racist and just uncomfortable to watch. I'm just like, why? Like, I'm not saying that movies can't depict these things. I'm not saying that they don't exist in the real world. What I'm asking is, is why the fuck did you take the time to put this in the movie if it's not driving part of the plot? Choosing to be realistic for no reason in relation to the movie is not a benefit. Realism should be used as a cinemographic device because it lends itself to the exposition. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like that's a crazy idea. You know what I mean? Like, that's why things like One Piece do so well because you, they just askew realism because it doesn't serve their fucking plot. You know what I mean? And in, in animations, even in, 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 in movies, they chose to askew reality in the weirdest fucking places. Like, in all of the depictions of, like, the praying crash and the, 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 the boat being um, beached, were completely and utterly... Like, they had to be depicted in ways that were unrealistic to make them dramatic. Like, there's... The, the plane crash, the way it happened, the explosion and shockwave just wasn't realistic. That's not how... The planes don't crash like that. They made it into a dramatic thing. The, 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 you, the reason why you'll never see an oil tanker run a beach like that is because beaches are too shallow. For an oil tanker to run, you have to create a dock situation because oil tankers drop like 30, 40 feet under the water. There's no beach that's 30, 40 fucking feet. There's no way for oil tankers to even get that close to, to, to shore. You know what I'm saying? And so shit like that. They just had to make some shit up to make it dramatic. And it's just like... But it didn't even serve the plot because the people who witnessed these events were keeping them from each other until the very fucking end. When it didn't even matter. These things all got revealed internally after everyone already knew that the world had fucking ended. So I'm just like, Yo, what is this? What is this? Compl like, the pacing was bad. For a two hour and 15 minute movie, there was no fucking reason. They could have cut 45 minutes out of that movie and absolutely served their purpose to whatever they were trying to get get across. And then you got, you know, uh, 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 um, it's funny because you had Ethan Hawke and Kevin Bacon in the movie. And I, in the past, have had problems telling them apart. But then you put them in this movie and they're both like, you know, days go after the, the end of the world. So they're kind of scruffed up. I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Now I look like the racist because I can't tell these fuckers apart. But it's hilarious. But the characters are completely ridiculous. At one point, you know, 
Ethan, uh, I'm sorry, Kevin Bacon's character knows Mahershala Ali's character. I think it's been two days into the apocalypse. He goes to see him completely just like, hey, we don't need a whole lot from you. We just want to know if you have some penicillin because this nigga's teeth are falling out and we don't know why and we want to try to help him. And Kevin Bacon's character's like, get your ass off my property. I'm going to shoot you. I'm like, all right, my guy. Go ahead and make enemies in the fucking apocalypse. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to invite them in. But why would you actively make them your enemies nah, in the son. apocalypse? That dude's infected. He ain't bringing that shit over here. They didn't even want to go Trying inside. Trying to steal my toilet paper. Can you throw that from your porch, my guy? It's just a pack of pills that we know you have already that you've told us you have. The worst part is, is like, if you didn't want to help them, just don't let them know you have the shit. How about that? How about lie to them to get them out without having to shoot people and make a whole bunch of enemies? Nah? Nah. I'd rather hold niggas at gunpoint. That sounds like more fun. Like, I just don't get it. Like, the characters were all utterly insane. Like, I don't know, man. This movie was so bad, though, dude. Like, like, and, 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 and I, I call it the Obama movie because n none, I, like all like they were executive producing this. So that means all of the scripting, casting, uh uh a lot these major choices, music direction probably came from on top. Especially That's not always the, the case. music was sometimes the executive producer is just the person who paid the most for the movie. Granted. Given that they put all that money into the mu movie, I have a hard time believing that that the Obamas don't actually exert influence only because when they did the their other stuff, they were very heavy-handed in their 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 um in their uh, uh contribution. Whether it was the book, the podcast, like they'd be in this shit. Like they I mean, really. Either way, to I'm not this saying shit. either way because I don't know. I just wanted to clarify that yes, the, the executive producer is not just. Sometimes it's the head writing credit. Nine times out of ten, it's it's the head. It's the head. You're 100 percent right that in that um being the executive producer doesn't actually tie you to any particular part of the production. You're right. I can't just make that general for all. But in the case of the Obamas, the things that they've executive produced, they've had such a heavy hand in. I think in this particular case, I don't mind making that that um that leap. You know what I mean? But it is a leap on my part. But I think is especially because like. All of the songs on that were in the movie were off of his Spotify playlist that he publishes. You know what I mean? So Yeah, but that's public and someone who's working on the movie could easily could have go use that and use yeah. that as reference. You know, and so and, and oh gosh. There's a scene where Mahershala Ali and Julia Roberts are like bonding over a Jodeci song. And I just wanted to shoot myself. I just wanted to shoot myself. It was fucking terrible. I mean, there was, oh, man, and they committed the carnal sin for me. Little white kids who fucking are weird and terrible. Oh, my God. The son is like a creeper who's fucking, like, taking pictures of Mahershala Ali's daughter without her permission, terrorizing his little sister, just like a total shithead. And then the daughter is that, well, I'm just going to say cryptic shit and do the wrong thing all the time. Wow, it sounds like the... uh Slightly inverted roles of the kids from The Purge. Oh, my God. My The daughter was the goofball. The son was the weirdo. My guy. And then, and then oh, my God. So the, the daughter is, like, just 
desperately trying to watch the Friends finale of season seven. And I'm just like, first of all, fuck you guys, dude. You know, just, just the choice of that is just so shitty. Like, like if she, if she was looking to watch, like, Spongebob season finale, it would be one thing. But, like, the idea that the, that this little girl is just so enamored with Friends and it's just like, no. There's no fucking relatability there. Children like adult stuff that depict adults doing things that they are interested in. There is nothing interesting about adults sitting in a coffee shop and complaining about things that are completely irrelevant to children. There's no connection there. There's They didn't go through any kind of character development that would show us why that was important to her. It was just fucking terribly built and stupid in the end. I was just like... There was nothing you guys could have thought of to, to make this more relatable than a child who thinks that watching Friends is the most important thing to do in the apocalypse? All right. And then this, this utter desire is what drives her to go off by herself into the woods and look for someplace else to be that might have some internet. So that, and then she just so happens to fall upon a fucking fallout shelter with a bunker that has a DVD player. And guess what? Seasons... I just wanted to fucking... I just, I was so angry, so it's angry by the end of this, because mind you, her parents are still out there looking for her by the end of the movie. And she's just in a bunker watching friends. I'm like, why did I watch this movie? What was the point of this? What was the fucking point of watching this movie? It was so bad, dude. It was so bad. And like every, I've pretty much told you almost the entire movie with the exception of maybe two or three plot points. I will give... So outside of the casting, I will give the... So I give this, this movie a two. One for casting and one because they actually had an interesting idea in it. And that is, is that part of the cyber attack was to take control of automated driving machines and use them as roadblocks. So they just... They, they just programmed a whole bunch of, of uh, automated vehicles, mostly Teslas, to crash in, into each other at major highway entrances <laughs> to shut down the, 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 uh, the highway system. Completely effective and realistic. That absolutely could happen. 100% could happen. The only thing that stops that from happening is the fact that people know that Elon Musk would call the American government and the American government would intervene. But... We absolutely have allowed Elon Musk to build several hundred thousand mobile barricades in our country. That's a real that 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 right there was the most realistic part of the movie, because we already know about the security flaws in the Tesla um, autopiloting navigation system. It's it's open knowledge. Like at least in that respect, they used the 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 common knowledge and the the already verified information on in the air to make a realistic plot point. You know what I mean? But using Havana syndrome to kind of like, oh, this is an alternative attack. They did this before. They didn't do this before. It's actually proven. And this is not, you know what I mean? Like you can't utilize something that is proven to be not fact. But and and it's not even like it's like, oh, well, that's just the government propaganda. They didn't tell you. It's like, nah, man. This was something that the World Health Organization had to look into because you were saying that internationally people are fucking dying in foreign countries because of 
what, uh, 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 sudden adult death syndrome? <laughs> like, no. That This was something that had to be looked into because internationally, everyone wanted to know, like, well, if we send diplomats to Cuba, are they going to die? You know what I mean? So it's was, it was not like this is just propaganda facing. You know what I mean? Like, real people had to worry about this to find out if it was fact. And so this was just a shitty thing to try to build and hold plot point off of. And then on top of that, base an entire character's, like, arc in this ide- ideology. It was just like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, what are you pushing, Obama? Like, it felt like he was pushing some kind of narrative. Or that, you know, I don't know if it was him explicitly, but it feels like only because so many of these things are directly tied to his administration and the propaganda engine under him. It's like, dude, you know, people were alive back then and are going to remember what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, it was just a little bit too on the nose for it not to have come down, I think, from the executive producer, given who he was. I don't know. It just felt so fucking weird. You know what I mean? And and that's for nothing. Like, you know... I, I hold like the Zack Snyders in 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 high accountability for their productions. You know what I mean? Like I hold Jordan Peele's and people like that. They, you know what I mean? Like I feel like, you know, I'm not. Do, I don't want to. I I don't think that I'm unduly putting responsibility for this on Obama, given how salient all of these points are directly with like him as a person you know what i mean and so yeah i i you know i i think you're definitely right when you say like all of these decisions don't always land directly on the executive producer it just feels like in this particular one more so than in others like why why are you so directly affiliated with all of these choices like all these choices are actually choices that you've made in the past you know what i mean like there's a there's a line of correlation between like you wanting to make Havana syndrome look real and what you went through as president. Like that, that's, that's pretty weird. But anyway, I think I, I, I strongly, strongly feel that, um, these ex presidents need to stop this shit. I hope that Obama isn't starting a, um, a trend. These niggas need to, once you're done, walk away from public life. Like, You've reached the pinnacle of public life to now then go and so forwardly uh, be uh, 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 producing more and more uh, propaganda to be put into into public life. Listen, I think that uh, this is definitely uh, a lesson for me. I ain't following these niggas no more. Like, like I, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, Obama. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe he does have some acumen in these things. You know, you you don't die after your president. You're still, you know, you could still have a lot to. Not in entertainment. You don't don't offer us. Go and be an advisor. Do, you know, go go do those things. But stay away from the executive production because we do. Uh, that is that, and 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 I'm sorry to say Michelle ain't shining on this one either. I don't particularly feel like because I believe that she was involved in set design and things like that and interior design of those those spaces for the um sets. Not worth it. Let somebody who who's in the industry who wants to make a career of this get a job. 
But we don't need his first ladies over here doing their thing thing. I, I just don't see the value in that. Yeah, you know I mean, like, y'all ain't broke. Don't tell me that you're doing this because we need to make money. Clown face shit. Y'all niggas bent rich. Don't, you know what I mean? Express yourselves, understand your role. And there are professionals who do these things, and that's not to say that 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 former presidents and former first ladies can't be professional, but I believe that they've precluded the type of work that goes into the level of production that they're talking about with actually having been doing other things. So let people who have spent that time actually mastering their craft work with them. Help elevate them. But what we don't need no more is stinkers from these people. I'm done. I, I'm definitely not interested in seeing anything else produced by them because this is the, from the book to the podcast to the movie, everything they produce is trash. Just unentertaining and not particularly informative. Like, it's just it's purely reputation laundering. And I fucking hate it, man. I can't stand it. This movie, two out of ten, trash league, watch at your own peril. There's no value to be taken from this movie in terms of, like, learning lessons. There's no lessons to be learned from just shitting on the canvas. And that's what they did. They totally took a bunch of shit that they wanted to heavily propagandize and just smeared it on the canvas, thinking that Mahershala and Julia Roberts and Ethan Hawke and Kevin Bacon were going to carry this performance. No. They did great. And it was still trash. Because the ideas were trash. They were just low... They, they, were, they, they were not even particularly well-thought-out versions of shitty ideas. That happens, too. Sometimes people put a lot of good thought into shitty ideas. This was not that. This was just, oh, got the Obama's name on it. Should do well. Nah, I don't think I've ever thumbs down anything on Netflix until now. Had to get that bitch a thumbs down. Like, please don't recommend nothing like this again. Please don't take the fact that I watched this whole movie as, like, a positive note. No. That was pure schadenfreude. Pure unadulterated. But, yeah. That's my take on uh, Leave the World Behind. I, don't, I, I feel dirty even saying the name. Because I don't want to give anybody the tools that they need to actually go subject themselves to this. Bad movie. Bad all around. Don't waste your time. But um, yeah, that was my movie watching weekend. <laughs> you know what I mean? Heavily disappointed. But yeah, I mean, I can even go into more breakdowns of the individual scenes of how terribly they were put together. But I think the point's been made. I don't need to beat the dead horse. Uh, they already did that for me. But yeah, let's go ahead and hit up some of these here topics before we get out of here. Because some shit was going down this weekend. Um, Here, let's uh, hit up some of these gaming joints. So. Did you get to see... Are, are you a GTA fan? Not particularly. I've never really played any Neither of these I. I'm not a huge GTA fan myself. I respect GTA as a cultural phenomenon. You know what I mean? Like, it would be remiss for me not to interface with the reality that that game is... I mean, technically well done. I wouldn't say amazing. I don't think that GTA is, like, an amazing, like, controlling game. I don't think that the storyline's breaking any... But it's a well-put-together game. All of those things get satisfactory and passing marks, at very least. And so I respect that in a game of its scope. You know what I mean? I also respect the fact that that's what people seem to want to play. 
People love that in mass across demographics. I don't think there's a single game that I think crosses as many demographics as GTA, personally. You know, that, that might be hyperbolic, but GTA crosses a lot of demographics. Big time. You know what I mean? Age demographics, gender demographics, race demographics. None. Of, you can't pinpoint any one of those things in the GTA crowd. You know what I mean? Which I think is laudable. You know what I mean? I'm not... I have... Very little to say about the fact that people organize around some of the shittiest aspects of society. But if the case is that that is what people choose to, to organize around, it's not my job to, to poo-poo what, what people have collectively voiced their opinion on. You know what I mean? Like, that's their right. And I do genuinely respect that. And GTA, I think, is a huge culmination of that. So anyway, that's just to say where my GTA appreciation is. Um... Boy, oh boy, did you see the uh, the trailer, though? No, I saw, like, a tiny clip of it, but I didn't actually look into it. Oh, boy. I, 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 I'm, I'm not going to lie. I do enjoy what they did. They pretty much took all of the Florida Man memes. Like, yo, we're making a, we're making a game of Florida Man memes, bro. You got the alligator on the golf course. You got the crazy lady with two hammers. You got the Joker face tattoo dude. Like, all of those niggas was present doing wild shit on screen. All on the backdrop of what seems to be a very interesting um, story about uh, a Hispanic woman and I think a white guy. I don't remember what the, I don't even remember the second protagonist's um, character model only because there were so many and and of course the only discussion is is like oh man there's a Hispanic uh, 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 main character is GTA going woke now mind you. There's literally nothing woke about this shit at all. It's literally just violence and breaking the law. There's nothing woke about it. And moreover, what I particularly love to see from the response is that that's clearly only being said by the agitators. Like, everyone who's making that comment is getting ratioed like crazy on fucking social media. Like, you you think that you're about to gender wars GTA? Oh, I don't think you understand how much people love GTA. You think that you're going to get people to stop playing GTA because there's a Hispanic woman in it? I, I, don't, I don't think you understand why people play GTA. People don't give a fuck. Same people who played Tomb Raider and, 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 uh, and Metroid Prime are the same people who are interested in GTA. Also, doesn't it take place in, like, fucking fake Miami? Yeah. Well, no, it takes place in real Miami. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, yes. The things happening are fake. Fixed, uh, fictional situations, but, yeah, it's the Vice City. It's the, um, the, uh, the recreation of Miami. But, yes, it's fake, but, boy, do they, they keep that bitch super, like, close to reality. Like, and then it's funny because they did a, uh, a supercut. Of all of the like crazy Florida man news reels next to the GTA recreations. Oh yeah, no, they, they were definitely going for a theme there. You know what I mean? Oh uh, and like, like, like they're talking about how woke it is, and like they have a whole scene of like people mudding, and they like, I'm like, yo, do you do do you know who goes to these mudding events? These are like right-wing conservatives, like. They are not pandering to a woke crowd just because they told a story with a Hispanic woman in it. And it's so funny because I you see people waking up to it like real time, like, oh wait, oh wait, I'm not supposed to like this? 
but I'm not gonna not like GTA 6, especially if the game is good. Like, oh no, y'all lost me. Y'all lost me. And 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 I don't even think that some of the fear mongers and the people who were putting out the bullshit about it, I don't even really think that they realize that they've crossed a boundary with their crowd. You know what I mean? Like, there's certain boundaries you can't cross with your crowd. And you could sit here and try to badmouth a whole lot of shit. You could badmouth Abby and Last of Us. You can badmouth female characters in all of these games. What you're not going to do is get people not to play GTA 6. It's just not going to happen. It's also one of those things where you're just going to make people more interested in it. Absolutely. Oh, they're going to try saying the fact that oh, shit out that shit. Like, and 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 what I particularly love about this version of the Streisand effect is that they become so vitriolic towards something that their audience base likes to the point where their audience base drops them. It's like, all you're going to do is tell your audience base that they've been fucking up following you this whole time. And that, I think, is the is the best thing that comes out of that kind of media coverage. It's like, yes, please violate your audience's expectations to the point where they leave you, you fucking idiot. Like, you literally have so few tricks in your bag of media propaganda that you're you're going to stand on that even when it's losing you, your crowd. You love to see it. So hopefully, you know, I would love to see, like, GTA 6 actually, like, crush some of these internet fucking uh grifters who are trying to 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 drive people apart because they're trying to drive them away from something that they love more than your anger and outrage that that you love to see it you know what i mean that's the the only way that the internet will self-correct you know what i mean and so yeah i i i, I don't know maybe maybe i'm uh, i'm swallowing a whole lot of copium but Maybe GTA 6 might might help move the needle on this bullshit because boy oh boy, let me tell you, game journalism is the worst. Worst. The worst. But yeah, I thought that that was uh, an interesting one. Uh can GTA 6 bridge the gender gap or or the gender war? That would be an interesting one. Uh then you got um man, this this whole story about the completionist and his charity donations have been it's been a real shame because honestly, I, because there has been no show of embezzlement because it, it, charity fraud is one thing. And that's like misusing your, your um, celebrity to bring um, false awareness to charity. Like that's one thing and that's bad in its own right. But I, I believe that that is, the minutia of crimes being committed. Like you got to solve problems by a priority scale. And that's very low on the priority scale. And so I didn't, since there was no embezzling, I just figured it's the lower kind of malfeasance, not the kind that requires like some serious deep dive investigation. And honestly, I don't think that Mudahar uh, uh, really cared about that. He found some content, he made videos on it, and was fully well just willing to let it pass um, once he stopped getting views off of it. But then Gerard took the bait, and one thing that you'll never do 
is I you just can't win fights with internet nerds. You can't win fights with internet nerds. They always got time. They got time for this shit, bro. And 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 what's more over is that internet nerds and arguments tend to just troll. And if you engage with a troll, they're only going to frustrate you to the point where you get yourself in trouble, which is what happened. It was it was just internet nerds being internet nerds until Gerard decided to engage with them. And in doing so, ended up saying a bunch of shit that put him into hotter water than he had to be. Now it becomes full-blown charity fraud when you try to defend yourself. When you when you try to stand on things that you said offhandedly, and it's a shame, man, because from every, I see everyone fucking do it. You know what I mean? Trying to stand on something that's indefensible will have you looking fucking stupid. Because you're going to start making shit up, and it's going to end up sinking you. You see it everywhere. I see it in my personal relationships. I see it in, 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 in people on the street. I see it in the parasocial relationships online. Every, you, ju- you just watch someone standing on the bullshit for no reason. And it's just like, either don't engage or apologize, but don't try to stand on it, bro. And internet nerds will troll you to the point to where you're going to end up standing on something you shouldn't. And that's why you just don't engage. And that's where Gerard has found himself, man. And it really fucking sucks, I think, for, for him. Only because, like, I feel like there are really some malignant actors out there. And they are just better at hiding their malfeasance. They're just smarter than engage, And so they get away with the bullshit. You know? And instead, we got the internet nerds hunting down Gerard... Which is like fine, but that's just an easy target for y'all. Like, I wish I would use y'all powers for good. You know what I mean? Like these niggas don't never use their powers for good. They use their powers to harass easy targets. And it's like, all right, yes, you're not wrong. Good job, Mudahar. You're not wrong. But at the same time, you also wasted yours and a lot of people's time because there are people actually embezzling these funds. That could be the subject of your ire, but instead you choose the person who was just lazily endorsing something. It's like, all right, you got him. He was lazy and and not very uh, uh, transparent with the lack of work he was doing. Because that's the crazy part is is like they and and Mudahar has had to say this several times in his videos. Is like, I'm not saying he's embezzling. He literally has said that. And like the internet nerds that follow him are like, it's cool, bro. We're still going to show the same amount of outrage that we would show for someone who was stealing money to somebody who was just falsely advertising money. It's not the same thing. Definitely not the same thing. Mainly because the person who was falsely advertising the money could actually at some point come around to do the right thing, which is what happened. They finally found some place to put the, to donate the money that was actually efficacious and in line with what they were saying which if that was the whole goal of what Muhar was doing then cool but it clearly was not it was clearly he was just harassing him for content and it's like you know 
I would prefer not to have to encourage that kind of behavior just because they're technically right. Because it's not productive. It's not productive. Because what's going to end up happening is that that money went to that, that organization and it totally tanked their ability to do anything else. And so is that the right organization? We'll never know. Because we didn't actually give them the space to do this in a way that was meaningful. We put them in a stress position and said, give them money to fucking somebody or else. Okay. Yeah, that'll get people to do things. I don't know if that's going to actually get the types of, of donations that are effective. You know what I mean? And so that, that, that's my only, that's my issue with, with the way that Muda uh, handled that. You know, and, and that's not even a shot at, at Mudahar. I keep mentioning him because he was the main person who was actually bringing this to the forefront. Um, you know, it's exactly what I would expect of him. You know what I mean? It's not as if he was acting out of character. So I'm not, I'm not mad at him for being exactly who he has presented himself to be. I'm just disappointed that this is, this is the tower you choose to topple. Like, ah. But, you know, people will, enact, will use their platforms and enact their power how they see fit. And so, um, yeah, just don't argue with internet nerds. It's not in your best interest. You're better off just letting them speak because that's what they want to do. That's all they're here to do. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, that, there, there was that one going down that I thought was, uh, was in a bit of an interesting one. Um, moving on into some of the, the, the real life shit that's been going on. Um, damn, dude. Some dude ran up in UNLV and shot the place up because some people who were not white Americans got jobs that he wanted. And this is the danger of American culture. You breed entitlement into your citizens and they are going to act crazy when you actively undermine the entitlements in which you are trying to tell them that they deserve. Listen, having a diverse and, 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 and wide-ranging university staff is important. But when you tell all of the, the, the white people in the country that they deserve those jobs more than the people who work hard for them, you're going to create this environment. Yes, that man was sick. That man was also propagandized by American culture. And this is, this is the kind of shit that Americans refuse to acknowledge as the byproduct of the things that they tell people. I don't think that he came out the womb and was born thinking that he deserved that job. He was propagandized to think that. And that's the, the kind of shit that, that, that Americans need to really understand is the byproduct of their culture. When people are saying, like, nah, B, I think the way that you conduct foreign policy is breeding terrorists. This is, it is, because they're doing the same thing internally by, by gaslighting people, propagandizing them, and then letting them, you know, loosen environments where they are actively undermining the propaganda that they're teaching them. Yeah, that's, that's how you make homegrown terrorists. It's like they've, they've, they've fucking learned the, 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 the homegrown terrorist cookbook and, and they're just enacting it in this country. Dude, there have been shootings of four or more people every fucking day this year. Four or more people have been shot at one time every single day in the civilian sphere in this country. 
like I don't know. At some point, they're gonna have to um, they're gonna have to 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 realize that this society is sitting on some shaky ass ground, and it's because of the way that it they chose to build it. They chose to build it in a way in which the people in, internally all hate each other. That there's a bifurcation in the population, even all things being equal. This country is 50-50 split on any given issue. And that's a problem. That's not a realistic environment when the things that you're talking about in terms of issues are like women's bodily autonomy and helping to reduce the number of weapons that mentally ill people have access to and actually instituting health care that, that considers mental health. These are the kind of things that the country's bifurcating on. And it's like, how, Sway? How are we actually 50-50 on the idea that health care should include mental health and it should be readily accessible? Like, how in this big old year of our Lord 2023 is that a crazy idea? I don't know. Do you, I'm sorry. You know, but do you think that um, that is an unreasonable ask for a society that create so much wealth to the to then move to the place where mental health and and physical health are are readily uh, wellness are readily accessible to the people that would be nice yeah but you know that's not what our leaders want oh granted 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 you know i I just want to know if like the propensity to think that that is a better society is utterly crazy i mean you always come back to that, but like I, the thing is, like when you're thinking against the grain of of of, of like a uh, society like that, it's fine to think that you are crazy. Sometimes that is necessary. You, but society is the one that's fucked up. You know what I mean? Sometimes you, you sometimes you, you got to take a lot of pride in that. You feel me? Not really worry about whether or not it's shaky because does it really matter though? You know what I mean? It, 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 if the conclusion was yes, you are crazy, do you then now no longer want those things? No, no, no. And, and well, the thing is, is <coughs> I make a clear distinction between what I personally want for the world and what in a democratic environment people have chosen to organize their world around. You know yeah, what I mean? And sometimes and those really, things are going to differ up. greatly. And I agree. And, 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 and I, I follow Jay Krishnamurti very heavily when he says um, to be to be. To be well-adjusted to a profoundly Malay society is absolutely nothing to be lauded. I, I very much firmly agree with that. But I, the reason why I make that distinction is, is never because I'm going to lose the desire to want to see the things that I think are good. Yeah, I know that. Is, I would I, never I, fight I, society. I know that. It's just that I, I just bring it up to let you know that, yeah. like, don't dwell on whether or not you're crazy. You feel mm-hmm. me? Don't dwell on that. That's never the question that should be asked. You know what I'm saying? The question should really be asked is just like, yo, are you with this craziness or are you with that craziness? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because th- this is where, unfortunately, this, our world is just becoming more and more divided. You know what I mean? There, there, there is no quick way to, to really get people to realize what is blatantly in front of them, what has been blatantly in front of them for decades. You know what I'm saying? There mm-hmm. is no—because it, it, it's been happening for so long—, so long you either are going to recognize it now or it's going to take another 10 years. You know what I mean? Or yeah. it's like maybe or whenever. Who knows when you're going to see the light that's been shining on you for over a decade. So 
it's just one of those things where you just got to find people that do see the light the way you see it and fucking move in that direction. You feel me? Because yeah. them other people, first of all, they're not interested in seeing the shit that you're seeing. That's number one. And so they're never going to see your point that because that's just how modern discourse has become right it's now no longer about seeing the 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 other opponent's point and trying to come to a compromise or nothing about that it's about hey my idea has merit your idea does not <laughs> factually so you know it's one of those things where sometimes we gotta adopt a little bit of that and be like nah them niggas is talking crazy shit them niggas is talking genocide as the norm you know what i'm saying and just yep outright reject it you know what i'm saying it's not a matter of like am i crazy because i don't see that way now fuck that no and, and, you know and obviously i don't I, I, I do say that somewhat tongue-in-cheek i know i'm not so crazy with what i'm talking about some of this stuff but no you're absolutely right and um and i i i, I do find it to be important to acknowledge those things because what that, yeah. uh, that the answer is exactly yes what you're saying you are crazy you see the world different than how than the world the wants to be and that's absolutely definition of crazy. embrace that shit because if you didn't, that would be much more problematic. You feel yes, me? That would be being well acclimated to the profound Malaysia society. And so, yeah, it, it's good to acknowledge those things because that allows you to do exactly what you said. Like, all right, I'm not going to fall in line with the way the rest of society sees this. It's incumbent on me to surround myself with the few others around who do also feel that way. And we could have our little enclave of sanity while the rest of the world is tripping because... That's all we could do, you know, and I and, you know, I, I find myself I do very much consider myself, no matter how counterculture I might be as an individual part of society and society will never have an immune system if people who think like me tend to just slink off. You know what I mean? And so that's the only reason why I point that out. But you're absolutely right. The only answer, and, you know, my, my response to, to that is you just got to remember, you know, like like I said before. This is the internet. You put this shit out there when people want it, they come get it. Exactly. It's always there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Never so cared. ultimately, you got to accept when a horse chooses to starve to death or to die of thirst. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, which yeah. is it's hard. It's hard to stand there and watch something choose to do the wrong thing that's actively hurting them mm -hmm. when you're witnessing it. You feel me? I acknowledge it's a very difficult thing to do, but ultimately chasing that particular solution will only lead you to misery yeah and that's why and that's why i, I pointed out because is once you identify that you could stop you know what i mean like once you identify like oh no no society is going to run in this direction and if i don't agree with it what i'm not going to do is put myself in the way of the direction that they're running i can't you know what i mean i can't brook that that stream what i can do is, is you know do the best for the people around me yeah. as you were saying you do know what, what you mean? can do what you can, and that's it. Because it's very easy to 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 try to to jump in front of these storms. Yeah, you know I mean? like like uh like uh who is it who jumped in front of the spare bomb? Yeah, you know I mean like it's easy to jump in front of the spare bomb, but that's not a meaningful thing to do a mm -hmm. lot of times. You know what I mean? And and that's what I that's what I try to when I'm when I'm weighing where you know uh, society is. It's like oh yeah no I'm not jumping in front of that one. If it's something that I feel like my voice could be heard on and maybe I'll put effort into it, but otherwise I'm just, I'm letting it go. I'm letting it out there. Y'all take it if you want it, leave it if you don't. You know what I mean? So yeah, no, I agree with you. That's, that's not a, it's not something that you want to do in terms of being well acclimated to those, to the, to the terrible ideas of like, 
that's going on in our in our country. I can rattle off a litany of them. I won't waste your time right now, but you could identify those things and realize that they are toxic. That doesn't mean you have to interface with them. You got to let them be because there's not a whole lot you're going to do if you can't build up the people around you to be, you know what I mean? And then In you'll end up poisoning your spirit and slowly dying of cortisol poisoning. Yeah. Thanklessly. <laughs> are, are we all doing that shit, though? Thanklessly, you feel me? I mean, that's the point. That's the point. It happens passively anyway. Don't contribute it. Yeah. You feel me? Don't, don't, don't go seeking out things <laughs> that's going to stress you out without merit. You feel me? Life is stressful enough. The things that you love doing, raising your children is going to be stressful. Mm-hmm. Don't go adding to your stress by seeking out things that you can't influence. You by trying me? to raise the world? Because that shit ain't happening. There you go. He's a bunch of fatherless children in this bitch. Man, let me tell you, boy. But, um, yeah, man. That's, a, that, that, that's one that... I I like going through that discourse because a lot of people don't get a chance to go through that discourse, and so they end up waffling. You know what I mean? And I think it's important that that people hear that discussed in an environment where where they can they can consume that without being on the extremes. You know what I mean? Because I would I would say that neither of our ideas are on the extreme in this. You know what I mean? They they are rather on the practical side of how you can try to exist in this society of extremes. You know what I mean? And so yeah. Uh I prefer I prefer to give that to the people. You know what I mean? So I appreciate that um um that engagement on there because let me tell you, some people they don't it's hard for them to work through that part. Oh yeah. It took know? me forever to learn how like I, exper- I came to America when I was 10, right? I experienced massive culture shock and didn't really develop as a person for the next, like, 12 years. So it took me forever to be comfortable not being a typical American. I, I used to be very sub- self-conscious Absolutely. about that. Absolutely. Because son of an I was Absolutely. never like a lot of the people around me, whether black mm-hmm. or white. Yep. Yep, so, I couldn't identify with anybody. <laughs> you know, it took me forever to be comfortable within my own skin. So now that I am, it's like, nah, dude. Like, And even though it took me a while to become comfortable in my own skin, I still didn't have true confidence in myself until my mid-30s. Yeah. You feel me? But now that I am, it's like, absolutely, you can't. You can't, can't derail it. me, bro. Like, That's the beauty America, you can't confidence. get me, my nigga. I, I spent many years waffling about who I should be what is okay, what is right, what is not. I am firmly entrenched in who I am at this point. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, a lot of a lot of people have a, a big time issues and and we'll go ahead and wrap up on this cuz I think we 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 got some 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 good topics in here cuz a lot of people get wrapped up in feeling like part of the group. They they need to subvert who they are to be part of the group. Mm-hmm. And there's no group that is worth being a part of yeah, that doesn't want yourself. you to be who yep. you are. I agree with that. You, any group worth being a part of will always encourage you to bring something different to the table because that is the only way that that group will not be stagnant. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way that that group will be relevant into the future. It's one of the few things that I find in uh, the UAW that has kept them 10 toes to the ground. It, no group you want to be part of will tell you to subvert yourself. No group you want to be a part of will not engage genuinely with the things you bring to the table. That doesn't mean that they're always going to agree with them. 
That doesn't mean that all your ideas are good, but every group that actually is worth being a part of will engage with what you're saying and will fully make you feel gratified regardless to the adaptation of your ideas. Like that is an important facet of being part of a group that will get us away from this. You got to shove it down deep who you are so you can fit in. If fitting in isn't being who you are, then it's not worth fitting into. You know what I mean? Like, and we'll go ahead and we'll wrap up on that one, man, because that's a word right there, yo. Yeah. Be parts of groups that ingratiate who you are. Yeah, you can play chic if you want to. You don't <laughs> get work, though. Don't get work. Go get worked up. That's what's up. I hope you guys did enjoy the show. If you did, please feel free to subscribe to us. You can find us on anchor.fm and on patreon.com. You could also find us on the social media on Twitter at Korea underscore T and at home Heron. You can also find us on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast and at Heron's Homies. And you can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. And always remember, guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us and have a great one, guys. Peace out. Take it easy.